Unfortunates by Kimlages, Chapter 1. Grant Franklin Tavish, the fifth. The burly, burly nurse calls into the waiting room. Everyone around me burst out laughing. That gotta be this kid. The guy across from me leans back in the bright orange model chair, spreading his legs farther than I thought humanly possible. What do you do? The old man next to me nudges my elbow. Get caught sneaking into your daddy's liquor cabinet? Smoke a little weed under the bleachers? I allowed an exasperated sigh. Let this, like this is the worst day of my life, but the truth is, I like it here. For 20 minutes a week, I get to really, I get to live in reality. This is where I belong. Somewhere worse, really, but things like that don't happen to Tavish's. As I'm walking towards the door with a tiny window lined with security wire, a guy from a far room says, Hey, wait a minute, I know you. I paused, waiting for him to say it, aching for him to call out for what I really am. Aren't you the senator's son? The one from the news? The one who... That's enough, the nurse says. Ushing me t- through the door. He said, Here, just the same as you clowns. I follow him down the dinging hall with which reeks of piss and bleach. The door number three, there's a metal sink, metal toilets, metal walls. The fluorescent lights ping as if in those throws death. You know the drill, the nurse says as he makes his note of the time and the serial number of the plastic cup before handing it over. Unbuckling my belt, I drop my khakis and boxers to the, my ankles and pull up my dress, shirt, and tie. It's humiliating, but that's kind of the whole point. Hope you drank fresh-squeezed OJ this morning, he says as he snaps on a pair of latex gloves. I can't be standing here for ten minutes singing you. Tinkle, tinkle, little star. I roll back my shoulders, trying to relax. The first time I came in here, it took me six minutes to ever squeeze out a drop. They made me go back to the waiting room and drink a liter of water before they let me try again. But I've been practicing at home. I realize how ridiculous that sounds, even taking a drug test. I have to strive to be the best. It ingraded. I closed my eyes, thinking of the class three rapids rains pouring out of the copper gutters outside my bedroom windows the smurf hitting the sand at our beach but then the sound of screeching tires and hot oil dropping onto freezing pavement slips over my senses you don't remember anything our lawyer whispers in in my ear think think we've got enough Nerf says, uh, staring down at the overflowing cup. Sorry, I flinch, washing it over the sides. He takes it from me, secures the lid, and unlocks the tiny metal door in the wall, sliding it through. I wonder what happens to all those plastic cups, I say, trying to shake off the memory. Maybe a few hundred years, they'll dig it up and think it's something, some precious family heirloom. He looks up at me with one raised eyebrow. You think too much, kid. If only you, if only he knew. 
as I'm washing my hands, he flips through my charts. I see this is your last name, last time. He adjusts out his bottom lip and bobs his head. Final court date on Monday. If this comes back negative, you get a clean slate. Best justice money can buy. I mutter as I put my hands under the wheezing dryer. What was that? Nothing I say. I straighten my tie and in the smuggled book-sized mirror. I want to tell him there's nothing about my slate that could ever be clean. Not after what I did, but I can't risk it. Not now. Not when I'm this close. Instead, I crack the smile, the one that says, don't worry, I'm all good now. The only, the one I've practiced to perfection. This book starts off pretty interesting with our main character, Grant Franklin Tavish V. He seems to be in some sort of entertainment area with uh, nurses to check his, uh, see if there's any drugs on him or in his system. So we can presume he did something that is worthy of a crime, but he says Tavish's don't do, like, serve time. So, we can presume his family has some sort of prestige where he lives, and what he did seems to be pretty high, considering that it was on the news, and people were joking around, saying that, what'd you do, steal liquor out of your daddy's cabinet, or smoke some weed under some bleachers? So, he seems to be pretty well-known, and his family seems to be pretty wealthy, because not everybody has a liquor cabinet, so... He, his family does have some money, as we can tell from the story. So we, so we gotta wonder, what did he do to be, to, for such a high-end person to be serving or on trial? Because this, they said it was his last time there, so it must mean this is his last trial. I believe this is his first time committing a crime, due to the fact that. Um, the first time he came in there, but this is due to the same trial. Um, the first time he came in there uh, for the the drug test peeing thing, um, he said he had to, he was trying for like six minutes, but he couldn't squeeze out a drop, so they made him go back and drink a liter. So he isn't an as it commonly commit crimes, it seems. So, I'm wondering, what did he exactly do to get him in here if he ain't a regular? Yeah, like, the guard says, if, uh, if your drug comes back clean this last time, then it, you'll uh, get off with a clean slate. But he says, I'll never get a clean slate after what I did. What did he exactly do to make him his slate so bad? This must be like a complete... His father must be very unhappy with this. I mean, I would be. His son's in this big predicament, and he has to try to get him out of it so he doesn't ruin the family's name because it clearly holds some meaning around where he lives because, like I said, people are referring to his dad. Not everybody goes and does that if you've got some wannabe poor dad. But So his dad does have a standing in the community, but we don't know what it is currently. So we'll have to find what, out what it is later on.